Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I am your host on this Sunday afternoon in the fall of the year 2018. I'm assured of at least those two things. I know it'll be aired while it's still fall and still in 2018. <laughs> uh, this show is a production of the Mississippi Arts Commission and Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. We are so happy for that partnership for as long as it's been going on, which is many years. And I'm in the studio with my old running mate and my partner, Arden Barnett. Welcome, Arden. Good to be here. Absolutely. Running mate. And Arden uh, is the uh, owner-operator of Arden Land, which, where'd you get that name? What does that mean? Are you in the real estate business or something? You know what? Many people have said that because I actually on my business card, it says landowner. So, anyway, um, but no... When when I woke up at 4.30 one morning after being laid off my real job, um, I had to come up with a name. And I want to say it was my son Arden that came up with that name. Oh, yeah, okay. It was like a, it was like a the children competition. Everybody started throwing out names. Gotcha. That was when it stuck. And Ardenland it is. So you uh, operate this business uh, out of Fonderin. That's where you're headquartered, and and Dueling Hall, I guess. If I had to say that was home home quarters, headquarters. Yeah, you'd yeah. be. That's fair. And you've been uh, now. Ardenland's been around since when? When did you? Two thousand. I think it was January fourth, two thousand eleven. Uh, so eight. It's been eight years. Whatever okay. that makes it. And how long yeah. have you been in Dueling Hall? For. We've had the it'd be five years in December that we've had the lease, but we were doing shows a couple years before that. Okay, yeah, just on a show by show basis. So. And uh, before that, I'll, I'll sort of re- retreat to the past just for a second. Arden and I have been working together for a long time. And what year did you move here from Birmingham? It's like 81. I mean, yeah, was Barely. almost a year old. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So we were. Kicking along, and you came and worked at Hallamow's first as a, a, a waiter. Because <laughs> I wouldn't let you everything. I wouldn't let you book bands, right. so you were a waiter. You said no. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started booking bands. Yeah, Taj Mahal, so, the yeah. first one of first, first show. show. Mm-hmm. Taj sold out. See. Yeah, boy, oh, don't uh, you wish they all would? <laughs> no, don't I ever? Yes. <laughs> and so you worked. Uh, there at Hallamow's with me, and I guess we had Malcolm White Productions going back in those days. And we did that for a while, and uh, then you went away for a while, and then you reappeared uh, some years later. You want to fill in the blanks there? Yeah. I can't remember. Well, I, yeah, when I left, uh, I set up shop upstairs in the in the attic, um, and that was just the company. It was called Arden Creative okay. Talent Solutions, yep. and that was four years of that then everything got crazy wild in the music business and then Arden's world and everything else uh, then went to the to the Williams Sonoma and the corporate world and worked for uh, 
for a sky golf for a while right. and that's uh so there was there was a period of six years that i did not do any any music i thought about it every day mode fairways at reunion you name it and uh -huh. then uh then went to the corporate job got laid off next morning at four thirty. woke up went up back up to the upstairs and made a couple phone calls to the, some of the good old the good agents right the few and far between <laughs> uh and uh and yeah the rest is history so for those of our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about, Arden Barnett, uh, the owner of Ardenland, uh, promotes talent, books bands, does shows, produces, uh, I guess, special events, mm -hmm. festivals. Uh, and currently, um, you will see most of his work uh, at, at Dueling Hall, occasionally at uh at festivals this past weekend, Gumbo Festival, Jimmy Rogers, uh, name some of the yeah, other. Daddy Morrow Hall. Yeah, you uh, do a lot of shows. Plus, yeah, the Bank Plus concert series there, uh -huh. which was averaging 10 to 14 shows a year there. So, And and you're doing the Natchez thing, yep, the Bishop the, Gun. Mm -hmm. That's a festival. That's a festival. Um, what else do we do? St. Paddy's Day. St. Paddy's Day, right. That's Partners on that. that one. Um and just other things yeah, like that. So, so Arden is kind of known as the music man around town. He he brings us all the great music that uh, that we would ordinarily not get to see and hear. Uh, he brings us everything the casinos do not. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. One way to think that's about it. That's one way to. That's like a proper way to think about so it. So yeah. let's uh, keep going on further back. You grew up in Clinton. Am I right about that? Sort of, uh -huh. all over. But you um, lived out in, in Idaho. And yeah, lived in Clinton, and my dad had a bunch of businesses while we so we lived in, we lived in Clinton, we lived in West Palm Beach, we lived in Atlanta, we lived in Baton Rouge. We're a lot, and my dad was in the Navy as well. So between that, and then we ended up moving from from Clinton, which would have been my, right after the first semester of seventh grade, I think, we moved to Boise, Idaho, which was a uh, culture shock yeah. to, to be, I mean, among other things, just to move to the mountains. It was, and uh, spent eight years there. Then I came back, uh, skipped through Jackson just for a few months. My dad uh, took over a company in Birmingham. And that was a sign company? That was the sign company. Right. So I went to work for him for, I think I made it six months uh -huh. in uh, in Birmingham. Then I went back in the music business, went to start at UAB, got on the concert committee there. A few months later. Did you go um, to school at UAB? I, yeah, if you could call it that. Yeah. Well, you yeah. were enrolled. Yeah, I was enrolled, yeah. yes. I, well, I, I did think, the same thing in Mississippi yeah. State. I enrolled. <laughs> I was on the concert committee. But my main interest was the concert committee yeah. and was, not going to class. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd go every once in a while just to be there yeah. one class. And so you could tell your parents, yes, yeah, yes, yes, I'm still in school. And you could be on the concert committee because exactly. you had to be enrolled. But, yeah, right. so 10 hours a day in the con in the cubicle booking concerts and <laughs> – half an hour a week in the classroom. And then you got hooked up with uh, the, the guys over in Birmingham. Uh, New Era. New at Era. The time. Right. Right. With Tony Rufino. So right. when when I was at the school and we were booking shows, we were partnering a lot of dates with New Era, which was Tony Rufino's company, Gary Weinberger, and, and a host of other people, which we still do business with. But Tony, they have a new name. Yeah. Now. They're New Era. Uh, 
was New Era. I'm sorry. And now they're Red Mountain. Red Mountain. Red Mountain Entertainment, which uh, and they're now a subsidiary of Live Nation as well. So, and and again, for our listeners yes. who have been attending concerts at Brandon at the Brandon Amphitheater, you are hearing the music that is produced by, by Red Mountain. Red Mountain and slash. And, Live Nation, yeah, and right. also Ardenland well, to some extent. Yeah, to so we we are actually involved in the City Hall live dates in Brandon. Okay, not at the amphitheater because the amphitheater is is solely owned by the by the city of Brandon and managed by Red Mountain. City Hall Live is more we're four walling. We're we have a venue there that we do dates in and gotcha. we're partners. Yeah, great. So you you did go. Oh, I guess some of your early childhood, you went to school in Mississippi, and, and that was in Clinton? Mm-hmm. That yeah, was— One through seven or so? Yeah, it was off and on. You know, we'd skip a few years. We'd move back to Clinton. We'd go somewhere else. Okay. We'd come back. Yeah, so now I, I could no more tell you what years. I know yeah, I was in first grade okay. in Clinton with Miss Peavy. That's, that, I do know that. Uh, but, yes. And what was your first uh, concert that you booked? When's the first time you actually got your, your finger wet in, in one of these deals? 1978, Boise, Idaho, Nampa, Idaho, and the first show was Hoyt Axton. Hoyt Axton? I will never forget that night. Wow. As long as I live. My first concert was with Mosley and Johnson of Malico recording fame, but they at the time were called the Sam and Bob Soul Review, and I, I booked the community center in Boonville along with Phil Abernathy, and we went over to New Albany, got Sam Mosley and Bob Johnson and brought them over and produced a show. It was 1968. Holy cow. I know. You mean Phil was involved? Phil in was involved. Oh, my I word. Needed a, that... I needed a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An aspiring the one, young <laughs> The one thing I knew all along was I was going to need a lawyer, no matter <laughs> Yeah. Found that out. <laughs> really? That is true. So what was the first act that you booked in your own company when you weren't working for New Era, you weren't working for UBA, you were just kind of... Arden Barnett Presents kind of thing. So I left, when I left UAB Center Stage Productions, I started my own company. There was a a gentleman there that thought he wanted to be a concert uh, promoter or be involved in the business, Mm -hmm. and he owned the uh, high-end clothing store there. And I'll leave the names to protect the innocent. (laughs) But anyway, so he he approached me and said, you know, I'd be willing to, to... you you do it, you know. I'll back you. Let's do a few shows. And uh, the first show that we did was Pat Metheny. Ah, that's what I thought. That was it, Pat oh. Metheny at the Alabama Theater. Then we went on to do uh, Wynton Marsalis. We did Earl Clue. We did. Then we partnered some dates with uh, with the school, with and like Susie and the Banshees. With X opened. Mm-hmm. There were a few good old days like that, but. It didn't take very many Pat Metheny's for for Mr. X to realize that that the concert business was, was different not, than was the clothing business. The clothing business, <laughs> yes, you could you could not just inventory of of suits is far different than inventory of people buying tickets. So you know a few a few you know yeah five thousand ten thousand dollars few losses yes, here and, there. You know, he had all he on. wanted. He did, that, that took care it's of that. It's kind of like these investors in the <laughs> restaurant business. Everybody wants to be in the restaurant business until they have to write a check instead of getting uh, an investor yeah. check. It's a Amen. whole different. Amen. And speaking of the Alabama theater, you and I did a show at the Alabama we theater. We did. We did. 
Wayne Newton there. Wayne Newton at the uh, Alabama Theater. I still have that picture of us on the ladder in front of the uh, the marquee there. I need to find that. Big and if I'm not mistaken, here. it was Wayne Newton who did something I'd never seen before. He had a one-piece zipper-in-the-back tuxedo. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I saw Wayne Newton step into his one-piece zipper-in-the-back uh Tuxedo, and I thought, "Holy cow, I have arrived!" <laughs> that, and then there was the the eight the eight hand white hand towels after the show that are covered in makeup. Yeah, right. makeup. yeah. That was. Uh... Welcome back to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I am your host on this Sunday afternoon in the fall of the year 2018. And my guest today is Arden Barnett. Welcome back, Arden. It's good to be back. We also have our producer, Kevin Farrell, in the studio with us with yeah. his brand-new Nike shoes that are unmarked that he got from the from Gulfport, from the outlet. They're, they're greenish. They could be. They could work for St. Paddy's Day, so I'm expecting you to be afloat. <laughs> Sign him up, Arden. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I'll send you an invoice, Kevin. <laughs> so Arden uh, is the uh, owner-operator of Arden Land. Tell us a little bit about the Arden Land office setup structure, your people that work for you, how y'all do what you do. Um, and, 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 and also, be, I think people would be very interested to know how one actually goes about booking a show, say, with Martin Sexton? Like, where, how does it start? How does it come together? The phone call, uh, the the offer, you know, the whole concept of... I think most people think that you pick up the phone and you call the artist and you say, hey, Martin, do you want to play on October the 14th? And he goes, yeah, I got that open and it's booked. And, of course, that's not how it works. Right. <laughs> yeah, unless it's Barry Leach or Ralph Hill. Sounds yeah, but, if it's but, a local yeah, band, yeah, sure. But, but so... And probably the best way to go about that is to to the booking process and then yeah. what the office crew does. But um, so I would venture to say that between 80 and 90 percent of the acts that we do book um, come to us, not us to them. And this would the exception of this would be maybe a festival or a corporate gig or something of that nature to where we have more specific ideas of what artists we want to perform on these these events. So, so really it's specific. about touring and the artists saying, hey, we're going to be in your neighborhood during this time period, exactly. as opposed to you saying, I sure would like to book this band on this date. Right. That's rare. Right. There are, I do a lot. I mean, if I hear an artist that I like, uh, Martin Sexton or something, I, I would send an email to the responsible agent and say, hey, just put Jackson, Mississippi or on the radar for Martin Sexton, anytime you're coming through, let us know when it's a routed date. But again, it's all about the touring schedule. There, you know, Jackson's in such a brilliant spot between Dallas, Birmingham, Atlanta, and then between New Orleans and Memphis that we're very fortunate to to be in a well routed city, which helps us to you know get a lot of a lot of shows. We have two interstates, not one. Two interstates, that's right, and a highway. And they, that's yeah. right. So, so it does. It works to our advantage there. Um, we're not the crossroads of the South for nothing. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And it does. We 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 get a lot of shows, and we we get more now. I mean, we. I think we've really made a uh, a dent um, with with management, with the agencies, and with artists that have played here. 
back ever since you know you and I were doing shows to even now that you know people they love the audience in Jackson Mississippi and and I will say that I get nine out of ten bands that play here always compliment that we have one of the best fan bases in the country so which is really it's fulfilling to hear yeah and they want to come back they want to play they want to play Jackson well so. you feed them well people come and they're nice uh, people here are not rude. They're very courteous. They appreciate them. That's another thing. A lot of gratitude in mm-hmm. this market for what you bring because otherwise we'd be yeah. stuck with just what the casinos offer us and the local bars, which are all good, but not what you bring. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it, I wish it was, but it's no, but it's, but you're right. You're right. And it's, uh, we're, we're very fortunate to have the, the support that we do. Then, as far as the office is concerned, that's uh, um, I have three full-time employees, mm-hmm. or actually two full-time employees. Uh, uh, Mary, who is our office manager, and she also doubles as the liaison between the booking of private events, whether it be birthday parties, weddings, receptions, all the things that go on at Dueling Hall, and uh, then Alex is our marketing guru that uh, came to us uh, right at a year now. He came from uh, Mississippi State University. He mm-hmm. was at the, on the concert committee there, so he had a little idea of what was going on. I think it's as everything in life, you know, you don't really know until you get until in. Until you spend your own you, money. <laughs> until you spend your own money and you get hit with 23 shows a month, you right. know, and uh, – so anyways, and then we have um, Lauren that's in the office. She's a great assistant, helps with everything. And then Eric, our production guy that does all of our production. And that's the main crew. We do have uh, We have one other uh, person that actually worked for me for three years, and she is uh, coming back to work for us. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. We, well, she's... So I hear, uh, but I'm counting on it. Okay. In case you're listening, I'm counting on it. No name, <laughs> no. former employee, you future no employee. Yeah, <laughs> I should just I should say her name, but put the, I won't. Put the pressure on her. Pressure on. So anyway, but uh, our offices are located in the Fondren Corner Building, right above mm-hmm. Roosters, and um, so we've grown from one little space. We. Um, took over another space, and then we took over another space. So we've got, we've got, uh, we got space now. You got lots of space. We got lots of space. You got a listening room, and we got a listening room, room and a conference room, and uh, um, yeah, yeah. It's, and also, that's where we do we do run a box office out of there, so people are able. We're not like this closed office that you can't right. find or get to. We we're, we welcome people up there. We do have a box office that you can come purchase tickets and save all that those fees from uh, you know. So you come company, you yeah. come have lunch at Basil's or Roosters and come upstairs and buy a ticket from Artman. Right. Yeah, it's a one stop right. shop. That's right. So what what is the uh, what's the what most memorable show that you've ever done? I mean, I know you've done a lot, but name say three that just. Even you standing there backstage thought, I can't believe I'm getting to do this. So one that always comes to mind, bar none always, is one at Hallamouse, and that was Michael McDermott. Oh, yeah. And so Michael and I, we've stayed friends over the years. 
he's actually come back and played dueling. But he, I was the only one in the audience that night. And that was, he had that hit on the radio and all that. Uh, and, but I do remember pulling up, we had no furniture out. I remember going to get a chair, turning around backwards and sitting there about 40 feet, 30 feet from the center of the stage and just sitting there. I was the only one and they played the show. There were a few other people that would come in and out, but for the most part, it was like a private show. And he ended up writing a song about that night that he told me about when he played dueling. He said, you know, he said, I want you to know I wrote a song about that night and he played he told the story and he played the song that night. So that was that was a That's very cool. special memory. Uh, then he can thank us for that for that song. Yes. Well you paid for it. That's right. That's right. I don't think we did a door deal that night. <laughs> I'm sure we did. Probably not. Was, um explain to the listeners what a door deal is. So a door deal would be Malcolm you Come play Dueling Hall, and our deal would be you get 70% or 40% of the door. We cover get charge. Cover charge. So of ticket sales, you would get 60%. We would get 40 in which we pay all of the bills, advertising, catering, sound man, rent, blah, 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 blah. But it, it puts, to me, it not only takes some of the burden off of us providing a guarantee to the artist, but it also puts some, some uh, that the artist is has a skin in the game. Yeah, right. You know, and and uh, there are a lot of bands that tour these days. I mean, I mean, I can name huge bands that right. that do ninety ten deals, and. And you know, do really well. And do really make and do million do- millions of dollars. Right, right. But anyway, that's a door deal. So uh we like door deals most of the time. So mm-hmm. anyway. Um the another show would be Wilco. When the that was our first real big show when I started this company. We did Wilco at Thalumara Hall. And that was a great show. That was a great show. Six encores. And um And they didn't want to play Jackson. Truthfully, truthfully, it, they they had always sort of had because Patrick grew up in Meridian, and the band had just sort of written Jackson off. They weren't taking. Remember how we used oh, to yeah. make an offer on Wilco All every time. year, and they yeah. would always say no. Yeah, but they finally came and well, got one done, and it worked. Yeah, and that was a uh, yeah. So, and I could there you could go on and, on and on and on, but, but those two stand out. Welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Malcolm White. I'm your host today on this autumn afternoon in the great state of Mississippi. I am here with my old buddy Arden Barnett. Welcome back, Arden. It's good to be back. We have been talking mostly about what Arden does and what I used to do, which is um, book bands and promote shows and produce uh, live entertainment. Uh, and I wanted to ask you uh, a little bit about some shows that are coming up. This this show is airing on this Sunday, and so you want to talk about a few shows you got coming up. I, I know some of the stuff you hold out to announce, but you might want to share some with our audience. Um, yeah. Um, I know you got the Hattiesburg series, which is really a, a, a kind of a different thing. You're booking some shows at the Sanger in yeah. downtown Hattiesburg. Yeah, that's been a. We've done two shows there now. We we had uh, uh, Robert Robert Earl Keane, and then we did a show with Gillian Welch and Dave Rawlings. Both went went over great, and the mayor has encouraged us to come back. So we're beginning in 
2019, we're going to start a whole series of shows there, which will end up probably 10 to 14 shows there as well. Uh, we're on sale with uh, Bela Fleck and Abigail Washburn. We have uh, in Hattiesburg. In Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. When is that date? That you? is maybe uh, February first, I think. Okay. Um, and then we've got another one that we have not announced yet, uh, and I'm going to hold off announcing that one. Okay. And uh, then a bunch of offers in for for some other shows but we've we've had a great experience in that town and we're doing some work with usm now and and we're yeah it's it's a fun place uh as far as jackson is concerned we've uh we actually have five concerts in thalumara hall this month alone wow yes and another 20 shows in other places in this month alone it's yeah, if I make it through this month, <laughs> it'll be a miracle. Um, anyway, we have uh, like Disney Junior Dance Party coming up. Uh, we will be That's selling Walt wine. Disney? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yes, it's a Walt Disney production. Uh-huh. It's all the, it's a four truck show. It's all wow. the characters. Um, now, when Arden says four truck show, he's talking about semis yeah. that that I'm takes sorry. to load this gear from one city to the next. Right. So this one comes with four semis. Yes, <laughs> which is for a for a theater show is is a is quite a big deal. Yeah. So there's a lot of props to it. There's a lot of Mickey Mouse's and all the all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Big time, it's, it's selling very, very well. I would encourage you to to get on uh, get on the line and, and get your tickets. Um, Ren is coming. Yep. 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 So, uh, and, um, yeah. Yes, Ren is yes, coming. Yes, Ren is coming. She's yes. not going to miss Somebody Disney. Is, yeah. <laughs> she just went to Florida to the Disney That's right. situation. That's right. So she's got Disney hangover, but she's going to do one more show at tomorrow. So anyway, that's coming up. Uh, Black Jacket <clears throat> Symphony, uh, which is a band based out of Birmingham, and they, their purpose is to recreate an entire record uh, as closely as possible, not costumes and all that crap, just just musically. Mm-hmm. And this show is Journey, and they're doing the Escape record. So they'll do the entire record in its entirety and then take a break, come back, and then do another set of the other hits of Journey. In this but they case. do other artists, yes. don't they? Yeah, we've done the Zeppelin, we've done Pink Floyd, uh, so their and, forte is recreating whole albums of different artists. Right, right. So they, they'll do Prince, they do Fleetwood Mac. They, I, got I you. mean, it's a whole gamut of, but they have a set of rotating musicians that, that they'll go out through the country and do these different shows. And right. yeah, they're, they're actually very, very good. Uh, Monty, uh, Michael Franti and Spearhead mm-hmm. uh, are coming to Dueling Hall, which should be. Uh, Huge, huge day for that. A lot of production on that one. Uh, Maxwell is playing Thalumar Hall uh, this month on the 21st. Then we've got uh, Collective Soul at Brandon Brandon at the City City Hall Hall. Live. Got Cody Jinks the next night at City Hall Live. Then Cindy Lauper the next night at Thalumar Hall. Then we have Government Mule and Bishop Gunn at Thalumar Hall. So there's now with the Cindy Lauper, mm-hmm. is that 
a conflict with casinos? I mean, that would seem like she would be an act that they would be interested in. Well, actually, on this particular one, this is the uh, the Mind Center benefit. So oh, this yes, is, yes, yes, yes. This is the benefit concert right. that we produce every year for, for our good friends at the Mind Center. Gotcha. And just the great people. Totally. It's, just, it's, it's, almost, it's not a, a private gig, but it is a fundraiser. It is a fundraiser. It is, it, but it does, the tickets it is a public show, mm-hmm. but it's the money goes to raise money wow. for the, and, the and Mind List Center. some of the other artists you've had for the Mind Center. I know you've done a lot uh, of interesting groups for that. Yeah, we did um, the Doobie Brothers last year. Right. We had Gladys Knight right. one year. We did uh, Brian Wilson. Right, right. right. And that was then great. they've also had, before I was working there, they uh, did Glenn Campbell and the band Perry. So... They maintain a very high quality, high standard of, of music every year, and, I've, and it's a great cause. And I've just the, it's my it's my favorite show of every show we do. I remember we used to do that Southwest Medical Center yeah. series down in Macomb. <laughs> you know, it was not like this; uh-huh. it wasn't this caliber. Uh-huh. But I remember that we worked with Fats Domino. Mm-hmm. Uh, did we didn't do Ray Charles? We did Ray Charles. We did Ray Charles in Macomb at that festival. Oh, we and did. It was yes, raining and windy. Yes, yes. And it gave him the key to the city, and and my son Arden was pregnant, or or he was yes. in the belly of my of an elf. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. That was, uh-huh. that was, that was a good one. And Fats Domino, remember, we had to we had to send two bus. We had to pick him up in a limo at his house in New and Orleans. then send a bus to the corner bar, <laughs> which was a was immediate red flag to pick up the band. <laughs> and of course, they were all tanked, and the dang bus driver had not filled up the gas tank. <laughs> So they had to stop and get gas on the way to the gig. They were, what, an hour and a half And we late? were sweating bullets oh my God. standing outside oh, that was... uh, that <laughs> venue waiting for Fats Domino's yeah, band yeah, to that arrive. that was great. And we had, uh, uh, not Diana Crawl, um, drawing a blank. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, We've done anyway, so we did a bunch things. of great shows there. That's so so those are some up-and-coming up shows. What about festivals? Is the fall festival season about over, or you started on spring, or what? We are done with festivals for the year, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but in the spring, we'll kick back up. Uh, we'll have, I guess the first one will be how St. Patty's Parade right. Festival, which this year is a as you know as well as anybody, that we've moved the date to March 23rd, a week later, and the Sweet Potato Queens are coming back, and we've got offers into probably 40 different marching bands throughout the state of Mississippi. Hopefully, right. we'll we'll end up with a few of those. And uh, yeah, that's, this is that's your first be... time to book marching bands, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I used to be in one, so I know. <laughs> What type. instrument did you play? I played alto saxophone from Clinton High School, and we were state champions that year. Wow. Yeah, we we had a great band. Describe the uh, uniform that you wore at Clinton High School. It was School. black, white, red, and heavy and hot as hell. What sort of hat did you wear? Well, band hats. It right? was one of the— Did it have a plume yeah, on it? Dang, dang, yeah, <laughs> a, a red plume, if I remember correctly. Yes. And y'all were the Arrows. We were the Arrows, the yeah, Clinton, Clinton Arrows. Arrows. Marching band yes. featuring Arden Barnett. That's right, and I was yeah, and on the bus ride home, yeah, we yeah, <laughs> the sacks the sacks remained out, and and we played, jammed all the way home. Jammed all the way home, and yeah, probably probably had beer in the 
sax case or something Probably. like that. I don't know. You know. Anyway, good days. Yeah. Learned a lot. So uh, any other uh, – why don't you tell our listeners, like, your, about your website, kind of how to get in touch, how to keep up with all the stuff that you've got going on. Okay. What's the way to stay tuned in to Ardenland? So the the main – is Ardenland.net is our headquarter uh, website, and from there you can access Dueling Hall. Uh, but when you first log on to Ardenland.net, at the bottom there is a, uh, a box where you can enter your email in, and we do typically weekly Monday announce for new shows or just reminders of stuff that's going on, and you can get on our mailing list, get that regular update. Uh, then we have duelinghall.com. That's a separate website that you know lists primarily the dueling events, also how to rent, tech specs, all of that type of thing. And then uh, we have gone ahead and we have uh, built a Thalumar Hall website, which we have never had in the past. Oh, wow. The city did not have one. So we created thalumarhall.net. And it not only lists our shows, but it lists every single show coming to Thalumar Hall, uh, regardless of who's putting on the production. And it sends you, you can buy tickets for the Broadway, you can buy it for the, for the opera, for the symphony, whoever's doing a show. It's a one cumulative place hmm. for, for information. And does Alex maintain all of those websites and all that online presence? Uh, yeah, he does. From, from your office? Yeah. Wow. Gold Star. Yeah, yeah. Till that new girl that's <laughs> the, supposed to be starting, that's supposed to be coming back, who's experienced. <laughs> yeah, that we can. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it's a it's very much a team effort. But Alex is our, yeah. So when Arden Barnett is not uh, listening to music or booking music or producing music, what do you do? Fish, what? fish, camp, camp, travel. Yes. Where's you, where have you been lately? Uh, the last the last. Big trip. Uh, my son Hayden and I went out. We were going to Boise. We were driving out there. It was the 40th anniversary of KBSU, which was the radio station I worked at when I was in high school and through when I was at uh, Boise State. It's 40th anniversary, so we were going to drive out there and we are going to do that, but we never made it. We ended up hitting the uh, New Mexico-Colorado border swung back down into the uh the the mountains there and did you happen to fish the Caneos river up there we, highway 17 not this trip okay, I, I love think that Heidi and i did on the last trip we were up there but we ended up i just happened to throw the backpacks in the car we were just going to tent camp all the way up but mm -hmm. so we we ended up filling up the backpacks and we found this little lake that the name escapes me but it was about 11,200 feet so we ended up backpacking with way too much weight on the back of our backs and uh we backpacked up to the lakes and fly fish the lake we stayed up there three days and then we took a day trip up another 1500 feet to another mountain lake and fished that it was just it was just unreal anyway came back through roswell new mexico carlsberg oh. caverns and so that was but uh what's your uh favorite uh, in-state getaway if you got a few hours or an afternoon or a half a day what where do you like to go wet a hook? Well, I have a, I have a dear friend that has a, a cabin up in um, above Yazoo City, mm -hmm. and that's there's no internet, there's no cell phone service, there's great fishing, there's a nice cabin, and and you know what I found, and even even with Heidi, my wife, our, it seems 
that the only way we can really get away is to go somewhere where there is no cell <laughs> right. service, there is no internet, no TV, nothing like that. Otherwise, yeah. you're just you're too. The umbilical cord is yeah. just too strong to it's cut. Stretches too yeah, far. It stretches. It's a rubber band, man. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, before we go, yep. you, you talked a little bit when we first came in here about your experience on radio, the show you used to produce. Uh, when you were a DJ. You talk yeah. a little bit about those days. Yeah. So I was actually a DJ at the Red Lion Thunderbird Inns in Boise, Idaho. Uh, so it was like disco. So I played everything. Um, and I also did a radio show called um, Edges that was on KBSU on Wednesday nights from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., and my friend Greg Hill started it, and then I continued it on. And the show is, I think it is still on the air with Arthur Ballinger to this day, wow. which would have been, we started that in 78 or so. So anyway, did that. when I And moved, that was sort of an ambient music Yeah, ambient music. Show, everything. Like, like yeah, you would go from. Hearts of Space, that sort of stuff. Yeah. With a little twist, a little more uh -huh. edge to it. So you would go from a Brian Eno to you know, Robert Fripp to Tom Waits to okay. Joan Armitry to to an old Genesis, but it still had a, a flow to it. George, you know, a lot of the Wyndham Hill back in that day. And then uh, did the same in Birmingham for four years and came here, did it at Z, uh, Z106. I was after Wayne Lee's show. and uh, That was a tough uh, act to follow. I, Yes. We've all been trying to for all well, these years. Yes. God bless yes. Wayne Lee. Yep. Arden Barnett, thanks a lot for coming in and sharing some of your afternoon with us. Thank you, Kevin. This is the wrap of the Mississippi Arts Hour for this Sunday afternoon. We'll see you every Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on MPB Think Radio. Cheerio.